This is Jared Jack. You're listening to Mr. T on KNBR 680, the sports leader. Jack at the top, pulls the dribble up at 28. Now gets a return from Lee. He'll take a three from deep on and hit it. Jared Jack nails the three and the Warriors lead with a minute 48 to go. 23 for Jack, 96-95 Warriors. Ray Ratto, Tom Tober with you. Always a pleasure to talk to Jared Jack, who joins us courtesy of the Ring Central guest line. What's going on, Jared? Not much, man. How you guys? Oh, tremendous. Just flat out tremendous. Well, let's talk about the uh, the game last night. You've been around the league a long time. Where do you put that uh, Steph's performance up with what you've seen in playing the game? I mean, it's right up there, you know, um, top of the list. I mean, the setting was crazy. Circumstances with, you know, us, uh, you know, being down in numbers, Um and the, the performance was tremendous. The only thing that was missing was the W. Did you tell Steph, like, uh, after the Indiana game, go, dude, what are you doing taking on big guys? <laughs> I just told him, I said, man, you got to make sure your feet is planted. You got to have a wide base. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was funny about the whole thing was the two guys that started it, when it got going, the nicest guys ever. Not only the two nicest guys, but they were the two guys that were furthest away from it when everything was going on. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, everything, you know, kind of happened really quickly. But, you know, in, in the end, I'm glad nobody was hurt, you know, players, fans, and everybody else. Hey, did you see this story that Clay Thompson Clay Thompson not only got fined 35000 by the league, but his parents fined him as well? Are you serious? Yeah, that's what it says here. You'll have to tell him about this. Apparently the checks, is, and this is according to, I wish I had the uh, site that it was on. That would, okay. Yeah. That his checks go to uh, his mom and dad. They take care of his account to make sure that, you know, in this first couple of years in the NBA, he's doing right with his money. Right. His dad said, and I'll, I'll just read you this. He said he saw everybody getting mixed up. He saw Clay over there with George. He said, don't do anything stupid now, like throw a punch, don't throw a ball. Then Roy Hibbert turned his back, and Clay was like, now's my chance. And I said, you <laughs> idiot. So apparently Michael Michael said he's going to find out he's also been fined by us this week when he sees the cash envelope shows up a little short this week. Oh, my God. That's double trouble for Clay, man. Clay is one of the most frugal people I know anyway, so he'll be fine. Now, now you're down. not going to give him any grief, right? Not a word of it? No, I don't know. I, I might get on him tomorrow after we play. But, uh, you, you might mention it to, say, some of the other some of the other fellas, too. Maybe maybe go 11-on-1. On <laughs> that might be a good uh, playing conversation, so we might do that on our way to Philly after the game tomorrow. <laughs> Bingo. I'm here to help. <laughs> hey, how much uh, Ray and I were kind of debating this a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, how big a deal is it that he did it in New York, and how big a deal is that to, like, anybody to do something like that in New York? I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. You know, what it, he was seven points away from like, the record that Kobe set, um, being an opposing player, playing in there. I mean, just the the energy that, that's in the guard is electric. You know, the, the, the amount of history um national tv game like i said the setting was was unbelievable and the the, the way and the fashion and the, and the style of shot that he was making was just it was i mean it was something that i'll definitely remember see and i i i, I guess i'm the moron here but everything about his game to me would have maybe meant even more if he had done it say in miami where the best team is right now i think most people agree or Boston, where there's even more history, 
or L.A. where there's the Lakers. I mean, I, the, I guess I get the New York as a city mystique, but the Knicks in the Garden, that just escapes me because I mean, the Knicks haven't done a whole lot in their history. And Well, the, the, the history with the Garden isn't necessarily just with the Knicks. You know what I mean? It's it's so much that goes into it. The big boxing matches that have been there, the setting for unbelievable concerts and other historical, just sports moments in general. And I think that's where the overall history comes with Madison Square Garden. I mean, not necessarily the Knicks, even though they've had some moments as well, the Willis Reeds and, you know, the countless battles with the Bulls in the 90s and, you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, it's definitely just not the, uh, the mystique of the building isn't just with the Knicks, in, in my personal opinion. Well, I, I'm i convinced. I mean, no. I, <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Appreciate it. No, no. That. I mean, it's one, no you, you don't hear a lot of guys, you don't hear a lot of guys who get the history. Yeah. You know, in it, any sport, because, you know, everybody just remembers what they remember. But, right. you know, you're there on the floor. So if it hits you that way, then your opinion is going to be more valid than mine. Not that I don't resent you for it. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, in New York is just a super, you know, sports town. Um, you know, the the crowd is is rowdy. Is you know what I mean? Is is everything, you know, set up pretty pretty nice. You know what I mean? I mean that you know their fans are one of a kind, and like you said, they haven't you know won championships or whatever the case may be, but. Every night, you know, it's going to be a dog fight. The crowd is going to be right there on top of you. And, you know, it's just a really, really good place for a sporting event. So better than Milwaukee? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love the Cole Center, Ray. Don't diss the Cole Center. <laughs> Talking to Jared Jack here on KNBR. Where, where is the team at right now? You guys are eight games over 500, 33 and 25. You, you know, had a long losing streak, then you win three in a row. Now you've lost a couple in a row on the road. Just give me the temperature of the team and where you guys think you are right now. Uh, everybody's, everybody's cool. Upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to get healthy. Um, you know, we get David back tomorrow. Barring, you know, he doesn't get any, any more altercations. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just really, <laughs> just really trying to finish out this road trip um, on, on a positive note. Um, get to go back home in front of our fans. Uh, we're going to be there for you know, pretty much a good little stretch in March. And, uh, you know, just kind of get back on, on, on the way we were playing uh, prior to that little skid we had right before All-Star break. Can you tell me, because I can't quite figure it out, You when you add Andrew Bogut into the squad, the defense seems to be not quite as efficient as it is without him. Now, I don't know if that's trying to integrate him in, if it's the competition was, was better. I don't know if we just lost Jared Jack. I believe we did. See if we can... Uh, Rehook up with Jared Jack. I'd be curious to get his thoughts. The answer on... to your question is sometimes. Maybe that was my answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to answer that one. Yeah. So here's your, uh, here's actually here's your answer. I'm going to hang up on you. And good night now. As it should be, I think. But you know what? New York to me was like, that was L.A. for me. And completely different because the Lakers did have the banners. And they did have the teams that won. And they did have the the superstars. But that was... That was the form for me. Like the New York wasn't that special for me because I didn't grow up back there. But I think he's right. The form for me was like that's just where everything happened. All the big concerts, huge events, the Lakers, and it was Showtime, and and Chick Hearn was there, which was a big deal for me again to meet 
Chick Hearn. I've always said one of the coolest things ever was watching a game where Chick Hearn actually said my name. Like, but I don't even know what I did. Foul somebody, make a bucket, do this, do that. Throw the ball away. Yeah, Start it, a fight. Been, it didn't matter. It didn't matter to me. It was DNP like, coaches decision. Chick Hearn. Well, he didn't mention that. <laughs> Tom Tolbert and their DNP, but a fine young lad. Oh, always, always enjoy Tom. But no, that those things were uh, were cool to me. You back, Jarrett? Hey. Cool. Now, just is it tough to integrate uh, Andrew into the lineup? Is that a tough thing to do? Is was the competition just better at that time? I'm just wondering, were you guys tired and like kind of heading into the break? Because I'm trying to figure, you had a pretty damn good defensive center. There's not a logical reason the defense should have struggled. Is there anything you can pinpoint as to why? No, um, and it is definitely you know not anything pointed toward Andrew Bogut. You know, just, sure. Uh, we just didn't play great defense as a collective unit, you know, during that stretch. And, you know, throughout this course of the, of the, of the season, as you know, Tom, um, you know, you have peaks and valleys, you know, and how high or how low those peaks and valleys are all relative to, you know, each respective team. But the only way it's going to change is if you change it. You know, it's a very unforgiving league. You know, when you've lost six in a row or whatever the case may be, nobody's going to say, all right, let's just let them win one. You know, I mean, you're going to have to go out there and grind out wins, and they come at a cost. I mean, and the cost is playing hard for 48 minutes, and that's something we kind of got away from um, right there before All-Star break. I think we've kind of getting back into the mold of that, um, you know, and just try to make this late late push and uh, hopefully, you know, have us sitting pretty uh, come playoff time. How would you define sitting pretty, though? What? I mean. In, just in the playoffs. In the playoffs. So uh, eighth think, or above. Yeah, you know, I think any team that we match up with, um, we we feel like we, we, we can, you know, beat them. Um, and we've shown that throughout the course of the season, uh, despite Oklahoma City. But even with those games, you know, we turned the ball over. I think we did more so things to lose the game than they did to win it. So, you know, I don't think we're not, like, looking at anybody in the standards and saying we fear them or don't want to see them in the first round. How much fun has this year been for you? I mean, you, you're a veteran now. You've played for a few teams, Portland, Indy, Toronto, New Orleans. You get to close games. You've done that before. But you're, I almost feel like you're, you're a leader out there when you're out there at the end of the games. And the team is relying on you to get things done, create shots for others, hit big shots as you did against San Antonio. I mean, we know Steph's the guy on the team and D. Lee's the all-star, but I get the feeling that – you don't take a backseat to anybody when it comes crunch time. Even you talked about Coach Jack telling you to, you know, step up and you need to get out there and get things done at the end of the game. I'm just wondering, having been a veteran and then seen a number of different players and coaches, how much fun has this year been for you? Um, this is the most fun I've, I've definitely had as, as a professional, you know, and, it, and it's a combination of reasons why, you know, being the great teammates that I have, um, great coaches, uh, front offices, you know, open me, uh, welcome me with open arms. And it's just been an overall pleasure just to be a part of this organization. And uh, the way the team is playing, um, the way I'm playing personally, I mean, it's just a combination, and I'm really enjoying every minute of it. Did you um, – go ahead. No, go ahead. No, did, did you think it was going to be this good when you first came over? I'm always optimistic, man. Um, you know, I, it's a saying I kind of go by is, you know, always embrace the mystery of tomorrow. And – you know, coming here, I didn't know what to expect, but that was kind of the fun of it. And you kind of get to write your own chapter and be a part of it. And you're alone for the ride just like everybody else. And I'm sure, you know, people coming into the season, I remember uh, somebody gave us like a, a 0% chance making the playoffs. 
And a lot of people, when I walk around the street, they're like, man, we love watching you guys play. You guys are such a fun group. You share the ball. You know, uh, when we watch your games, the fans in your building seem to really appreciate what you guys do. And, you know, it's just been an overall joy this entire season. Where would you, and I know this is going to be almost a pandering-type question, because when you talk about crowds around the NBA, everybody always says the home crowd is the best. And I've always said that this crowd was one of the one of the best, if not the best. Old Chicago Stadium crowds were fantastic. But as an opposing player, did you always feel like coming here was one of the, I don't want to say toughest places to play, but loudest, and the, the fans were knowledgeable and they knew what they were doing, and then what were your expectations coming in? And now that you've played here for uh, more than half the season, what are your thoughts on the crowds over there at the arena? I mean, that they, the fans, you know, uh, at Oracle have been the, the staple for a few years now. You know what I mean? I mean, they're just as much as part of the team as all of us. When you come in, you know you have an incredible, you know, six man that you have to deal with, and that's our crowd noise. You know, we definitely feed off them when things aren't, aren't you know, probably going in our favor. And when we are playing well, they give us another added boost of energy to try to come through and fight for them. Talking to Jared Jack, nice enough to join us as they head to Boston. You were, uh, I forget when the new center in Boston. Did you play in the old Boston Garden at all? Nah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to see that one. You missed the dead spots. Those were fantastic. I love that. You literally, Jared, you could dribble the ball and it would stay down on the ground. Like if you didn't, I'm, I'm if, sure. if you didn't know where they were. But it was fun playing there as someone from LA. I was telling Ray when you dropped off there for a second that the Forum was my place to go play because I watched the Lakers play there and like a lot of people who watch things happen in the Garden. Those were the things that I got to watch happen at the Forum. But just growing up on the East Coast, was there one place that? that when you walked into for the first time, you just kind of had to sit there and look around and say, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely Madison Square Garden for okay. me. You know, um, just the way the lights are set up, they're really uh, focused on the court. It makes you the center of attention. And as soon as my feet hit the wood, man, I kind of just stopped and took a moment. And I was like, man, I'm really about to, you know, play in this arena with so many legendary people, uh, entertainers, athletes. I mean, you name it, have, have been uh, under this roof. And it was just a humbling experience for me. Was there one place you showed up and you said, this place sucks? Good <laughs> oh, boy, man. I don't want to shoot anybody down. <laughs> All right. Remind me to ask that question when you retire. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then, then you could be. I think, uh, he might have pl- I think he might have actually played for a couple of teams there that was, that were, that was true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, before I let you run, what do you do? Uh, what, what occupies your time on the road trips, like off day today? You a movie guy? You a video game guy? Kind of a just hang out and maybe find a good place to eat guy? Uh, pretty much all of the above. Really? Go check out a movie sometimes. Um, you know, go get something to eat. We normally do that as a group. I mean, we're we're a really close knit team, so it's nothing to see five, six of us all going to grab grab some food somewhere or whatever the case may be. And then if a game's on, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, um, usually that's all we're doing anyway. At least me personally. Yeah. What's the last movie you've seen? Uh, last one I saw in the theaters. I don't know about the last one, but the best one that I've seen um, was Argo and End of Watch. If you haven't seen End of Watch, great, great movie. Intense. Um, super intense. That was it intense. Was, yeah. I didn't cry. I welled up a little bit, but I, I kept it together. Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't well up at the part you were talking about welling up. I just welled up because I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was so hot. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, okay. that guy's that's, okay. just, that's just not. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah, he'll call again soon. He, he'll want to do this again. Jared's like, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's time to say goodbye. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, Jared, as always, man, I always appreciate the participation. We enjoy talking to you, and hopefully you guys get a couple wins on the road. We can do it again next week, man. Yes, sir. See and, you guys. All right, Jared, and, and, don't, one, and don't ask Clay to pick up the tab. He's broke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take it easy, man.